0: Hey, how's everybody doing? And welcome back to 125 Unfiltered, episode 15. I've got a good one for you here today, Tar Heel fans. I hope you tuned into this one because I'm gonna be discussing UNC basketball and that game last week versus NC State. I have a lot to say about it. I actually wanted to record this episode immediately after the game to get an immediate analysis, but obviously I was under the weather, couldn't record, but I am very excited to talk about this today and give you my analysis and opinions so let's just hop straight into it. UNC basketball l- goes to Raleigh, loses 79 to 76. Very disappointing game all around. Baycott led the team with 16 points and 6 rebounds, 7 of 9 shooting. Garrison Brooks only had 10 points, 7 rebounds, 5 of 14 shooting. We're going to get him into him a little bit later. And the definitely the biggest that sticks out on the stat sheet rj davis and caleb love are two freshman guards 11 points each but combined they shot eight of 28 that's not going to get it done we need them to be better and i'm going to get into them later as well especially caleb love because twitter was going crazy about caleb love with his poor shooting performances to start the season for nc state Devin daniels led the way 21 points, 8 of 13 shooting. Freshman off the bench, Shaquille Moore, had 17 points, 6 of 11 shooting. Seemed like a good spark plug for them. And a little unexpected because the announcers were raving about him all night. But he definitely had a good game to help the Wolfpack get the win. Now what are the three stats I always bring up when covering Tar Heel games? Three point percentage, free throw percentage, turnovers. For the Tar Heels, 2 of 12 from 3. That's 17%. Free throws, 12 of 17, that's around 70%. Could be worse, but still not great. You want to hit most of them. The biggest one of them all, turnovers, 18 turnovers. How are you going to turn the ball over around 20 times and expect to win a game, especially in ACC play? It's just not going to happen. These turnovers are why we're getting into double-digit holes to start the game. We started off, we were down 17 in the first half at one point we're down 13 with four minutes to go in the second half it's partially because of turnovers this team especially these freshman guards have to take care of the ball it's it's so important when it comes to college basketball because points can be hard to come by sometimes and when we are giving away fast break dunks because we're making sloppy passes entry passes to big men or just dribbling the ball carelessly we have to be better there. And to go back to the slow starts, why are we just starting the game off down double digits? Can we hop out to a lead for once? I mean, no matter who we play, NC State, Iowa, Stanford, we are down like 10 in the blink of an eye. Our next game, Georgia Tech, which is, I believe, tomorrow. I want us to jump out to a 10 10 point lead. We need to jump out of the gates, especially after that loss. We need to get going fast because as a fan, I'm honestly tired of starting the games from behind. And then when we are behind 12 points, then we start to pick up the pace. Well, if we did that from the start, we would be up 12 because it seems like we always come back. I really do like the fight in this team. Again, we were down double digits multiple times in this game. When we were down 17 with like three minutes left in the first half, we cut it back to seven. Good good teams, that's what good teams do. They fight back. We just really couldn't get over the hump. We would get within four, get within two, then we'd go back to five. We just never could obtain a lead. We had a two-point lead at one point. We could never just keep the foot on the gas once we made it close. Couldn't make the shots to maintain the lead. Or to get the lead. Now I'm going to transition here to Caleb Love. If you're here for Caleb Love slander, you're at the wrong place. Because I still have good confidence in this guy. Five-star recruit out of high school. He's got a lot of talent. But he's young and he's inexperienced. The shooting, I agree, it's a problem. He's shooting four of 34 from three-point range on the season that is horrific no denying that but we can't bash this guy for having a few bad shooting nights garrison brooks didn't help him out rj davis didn't help him out heck leaky black didn't help him out either the the lack of offensive power from guards is glaring for this team and that's why we need caleb love to not have these nights because we expect so much of him does he need to stop shooting pull up mid-range shots that are analytically bad shots yes he's shoot less of those does he need to get to the hole more and get to the free throw line absolutely i feel like whenever he gets in the paint if he goes up strong he's getting foul or he's making the layup it's when he shies away from contact that's when he gets into trouble because he's a good finisher around the paint, he could score in high school. He almost had two thousand points in high school. It didn't just disappear. I don't know if it's a confidence thing, if it's mental, if it's the the transition to college from high school is a little harder for him. But we need Caleb Love. And the last thing I want to do is bash the kid for having a few bad shooting games. Is his three point shooting off? Yes. Is he necessarily going to be a good three point shooter in college? Probably not at this point, but. There's nothing wrong with his jump shot, in my opinion. His jump shot kind of reminds me of Ja Morant a little bit. People criticized his shooting before he got injured last night. He scored 28-44. He's fine. I think Caleb Love, does he obviously need to improve? Yes, the turnovers are a little bit of a problem. If he's going to run our offense, he needs to not turn the ball over that much. He's averaging around four assists a game. That's pretty good, but we need him to score. He needs to be aggressive, get to the hole, get to the free throw line, and when you get that ball at the three-point line, shoot it with confidence. I am not mad at him taking a wide-open three. The deep twos, it's a little different there because that's just not a good shot in today's game of basketball. But I want him to shoot these threes because they're going to start falling. He made back-to-back threes in one of the games in the Maui Invitational. Might have been the Stanford game or UNLV, can't remember but I'm not giving up on this guy. I am not going to give up on this young backcourt because it's a lot of talent and a lot of good potential. They just need to grow, and with this experience, they will do so. And honestly, the guards, again, they have to be better, but this team will go as far as the guards take us. The bigs will have their own. Walker Kessler was fantastic in that game on and off the stat sheet. He was hustling for loose balls. He was making great plays. De'Ron Sharp, I've loved what I've seen from De'Ron Sharp. I think he's been great off the bench. There was a point in that game where I actually did not want Garrison Brooks in the game, partially because of the way he was playing, but mainly because the other three bigs were just playing better than him. So I think the bigs will have their own. They will get their numbers, and they will play well. We have enough guys there. It's the guards. It's Caleb Love, R.J. Davis, PlayTech off the bench, who had eight. He hit a a big three or two. Kerwin Walton, who had that really good game against Kentucky. We need him to come off the bench and do that. Puff Johnson was getting some minutes. These young freshman guards are going to take this team as far as they can take them. It's up to them. And do I believe that they can do so? Absolutely. Do we necessarily have that Kobe White type of player or Cole Anthony who can necessarily go out and get his own bucket? Maybe not. I think R.J. Davis could become that. He just seems—he just needs to shoot the ball more, in my opinion. And Caleb Love, I want him to be aggressive. I keep saying it, but he's really good when he goes to the hole and goes up strong. And when he does that, maybe defenders will start sagging off of him. And maybe he can get an open three. He just needs to see one go down. Once he gets some confidence, and I know he will sometime this season, I'm hoping he can get back on track tomorrow against Georgia Tech. But once he does that, I think he's going to be a really good player for this team. I am not giving up hope. As a team, am I a little worried about our guard play and shooting? Yes. But I am not going to give up hope after after one bad game in ACC play. Have the guards struggled throughout the season? Yes. But again, they're freshmen. And I have full confidence in them. Roy Williams is going to get him in shape. They're going to—he's going to get him back to, you know, keep, keep the focus, uh, keep down the turnovers, and then make jump shots. Because this three-point shooting—it needs to improve. And if I mean, you saw what happened when Kerwin Walton hit three threes. It really sparked. A run for this team and and made our we just played better it just looked like we're more inspired we need to hit some threes are we going to be a three-point stream team no but I think that's a huge huge part of our team success just a few of them not two for 12 around the 30 40 percent mark I'll take that that's really all all I have to say about the game obviously losing to NC State isn't fun but it's the first game of ACC play. It's a young team. Garrison Brooks, our best player, had a bad game. We need him to do better. But again, I'm going to keep saying it. I have full confidence in this team. I'm excited to watch us bounce back tomorrow against Georgia Tech. Stay tuned. Next, I'm going to talk about UNC football and our bowl game against Texas A&M as well as the opt-outs that we had. Stay tuned. I'll be back in a bit. All right, welcome back to 125 Unfiltered going to talk about some UNC football. We are officially in a New Year, new Year's Six Bowl. Very excited we're going up against Texas A&M in the Orange Bowl. That's the good news. Bad news. Four of our best players have opted out to prepare for the NFL draft. Running backs Michael Carter and Javante Williams, wide receiver Deami Brown, and middle linebacker Chaz Surratt all opt out to focus on the draft. You know, I'm going to say this first. I fully support that decision. I would do the same thing. They've had a, they've all had great seasons. Their draft stocks went up. Why risk it? There's a lot of money you can make, and they're gonna be, get drafted in the in some middle rounds. I don't, I don't really know exactly what their range are, but I would assume third to fifth round. So I fully support that. And and I commend what they did for this team because they made the season a lot of fun, as a fan. Is it disappointing that they won't be playing in the game? Absolutely. This is a huge game for this program. Texas A&M is a really good team. And if we beat the fifth-ranked team in the nation, an SEC team, that would be huge for this program. It was definitely going to be hard from the start. A&M was obviously favored. But now without those players, it's going to be extremely difficult. But does that mean that we can't pull this off? Anything can happen. Sam Howell could have a day. We still have most of our series. Daz Newsome is still here for his last game as a Tar Heel. Caffrey Brown, Diami Brown's brother, we might see him emerge. This is a chance for some of these younger players to emerge as potential stars for next season. Running backs. I don't even know our third, our third string running back. I'm going to be honest. I think he's a freshman, but would, this is a huge opportunity for him. Young defensive players like Tony Grimes, maybe he sh- shows out in this game against Kellen Mond and that high powered AM offense. So I, I'm really excited for this game. I, I will be doing a New Year's 6 preview uh, probably Thursday to just review all the bowl games. That's actually New Year's Eve. But when it comes to UNC football, I think. It's, it's obviously a bittersweet feeling for those guys to leave. And I will give my full prediction, but the odds are stacked uh, on Thursday. But the odds are stacked against us. But regardless, I, I mean, it's been a fantastic season. And again, Sam Howell could easily, easily just go off against that Texas A&M defense. And who knows, maybe we pull it out. I'll get more into that. On Thursday. And in terms of UNC sports, that's going to be it for that. You have a few more minutes left. I do want to discuss a little bit of NFL, especially that Bills game that occurred last night. Stay tuned. I'll be back in a bit. And I'm back again on 125 Unfiltered. I want to talk about the Bills for a second. This is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. But Bills are out the Patriots 38-9 last night. Josh Allen connects with Diggs for three touchdowns. He also has a fourth, but... I just want to talk a little bit, and I want to expand on what I was talking about with Paul yesterday about the Bills being the biggest threat to the Chiefs. They showed it last night. This team can take down Kansas City. They have the offense to do it. I, I mean, I I personally think Josh Allen should win MVP. Are his stats as good as Rodgers and Mahomes? No. But I don't think this would just be a stats award. What he has meant to this Bills team, this offense... Has been way he's been way more valuable than Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes in my opinion. If you take Josh Allen out of that team and throw in their backup or throw in just an average starter like a like a Tyrod Taylor or Andy Dalton, they're not a playoff team. He has really taken this Bills team to another level. Stephon Diggs looks like one of the best receivers in the NFL. Thank goodness I drafted him in fantasy. That was a steal, wasn't it? But I really love what Diggs has done. I mean, was 120 receptions leading the NFL and around 1,400, 1,500 yards. Diggs has been phenomenal. And this defense is trending upwards. Kind of talking about that yesterday. That secondary can really compete with those wide receivers, in my opinion, with Tredavious White, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. You got Tremaine Edmonds in the middle. I really think this Bills team can contend. They have the number two seed right now. All they need to do is win next week or Pittsburgh lose to keep the two seed. But I just want to mention, Kansas City, look out. Because this Bills team is coming. And Josh Allen, he probably won't win MVP. But I just want to throw it out there that I think he should. He is the most valuable player to that team and for any team, for any player in the league. Because I still think Aaron Rod- or that the Packers would be fine if you take Aaron Rodgers away, and probably with Mahomes because they just have a, so many weapons around him. And just look at the jump that the Bills have made in the past two years with Allen. A lot of people consider this guy a bust. They didn't like him out of Wyoming. Number seven, only had a strong arm, too inaccurate. But man, look what he's done this year. And I want to commend Coach Sean McDermott for that as well. This team, this franchise, is really heading in the right direction, and I hope they play Kansas City sometime in the playoffs because that would be a fantastic rematch. Obviously, Kansas City beat them the first time, but that was, a—I think, it was like a rainy di- uh, game, a lot of running of the football, which the Bills don't really specialize in. But yeah, that, that's what I thats what I have to think about the Bills game. And that'll be it for this episode. This is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. I just really wanted to talk about that UNC basketball game and also update um you all on uh the opt-outs for the football team and since i had some time i did want to talk about the bills for a little bit because they deserve a lot of praise for how they're playing right now and i wish them all but the best in the playoffs i wish them nothing but the best for proper english anyways thank you for tuning into 125 unfiltered tomorrow i'm going to talk about the first week of the of the nba season including my toronto raptors they play tonight i believe against philadelphia but we started off 0-2. I'm going to talk about whether that's a fluke or if we have some actual problems. Once again, and as always, thank you for tuning in and I'll talk to you tomorrow.